When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, this is Giddy Up. We're live from uh, the English Complex here um, in Sydney, Warwick Farm. Uh, the classic sales will commence on Sunday. Some of the biggest names in the game from the breeding industry, from a trainer's point of view, have rolled up here to the complex to inspect these yearlings ahead of the sales on Sunday. And the managing director of Inglis, Sebastian Hutch, is about to join us here on uh, this Friday morning. We've learned as well this morning that um, we'll be racing on a good four um, tonight at Canterbury, but also, of course, tomorrow there at Ramwick. Michael Wood joining us. They had a bit of rain, of course, yesterday in Sydney, but it's a hot day today. Not a cloud in the sky around 30 degrees, and today and tomorrow. So um, we should be having a, a good track, or it'll be a good fall by the time that first race is conducted at Ramwick anyway, tomorrow afternoon. But Sebastian Hutz joins us now, live on Giddy Up on this Friday morning. Sebastian, thanks for joining us, mate. Wouldn't be sales season if it didn't rain at some no. stage during inspections. <laughs> um, but it's a perfect day today. Yeah, it's fantastic, it's, yeah. It's Probably shorts, should be at the beach. Yeah, I know. <laughs> shorts and T-shirt weather. Um, but I was having a chat to Dicko and Mick Price joined us and we've had a, a chat throughout the week to um, a few of the trainers and um, some of the bloodstock agents as well. This is a great value sale, isn't it? You can find um, some stars at this sale if you look hard enough. Yeah, look, it's a cool sale because, it, you know, there aren't the obvious horses here. There aren't schnitzels, I'm yeah. invincibles. There are some, but, like, there aren't lots of them. Like, when you go to an Easter yearling sale, you know, it's written tycoons, zoo stars, I'm invincible, yep. schnitzels, etc. This is a sale where there's a very, very broad cross-section of stallions, over 100 stallions represented in the catalogue. And generally, we're trying to find the best-looking progeny of those stallions that we can find when we go off around the country looking at yearlings in the spring. And we try and consolidate them here for a sale like this and... Looking around the complex the last few days, I'm really pleased with what's here. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, as is the case every year at this sale, if we're, if we're not talking about horses that have come out of this sale this year in two and three years' time as having won really good races. So you've got the Easter sale, which is the big dance when it comes to the breeding game in this country. The Premier sale continues to get bigger and better in Melbourne and the Classic sale. So how do these farms decide where to send these horses? Oh, there's a lot of factors getting involved. Yeah. Geography, timing. I mean, the Premier sale is a fantastic sale, but obviously because of the location, it gets targeted by the Victorian vendors. With the Vobus. Uh, yeah. And then interstate vendors will target that sale, you know, just to try and diversify their drafts or try and split things up a little bit. But this is a sale that's primarily targeted by New South Wales and Queensland vendors. You know, they like to try and identify horses that are... Uh, fast looking, early maturing looking, athletic, you know, horses that they feel people come to the sale, inspect and be impressed by. You know, they might look at the pedigree and say, well, look, you know, this might be lacking or that might be lacking or I have to take a chance on this or take a chance on that. But the average price for stakes winner of an Australian stakes winner out of this sale is 100 grand. Yeah. You know, you're talking about being able to buy a really, really good horse for 100 grand. You look at the history of the sale, Extreme Choice came out of this sale. Luke Wilkinson and Mick Price found yep. Extreme Choice for 100 grand. Luke Wilkinson will tell anybody who'll listen about that <laughs> story. <laughs> As you would. He yeah, wanted yeah. a room named after him. Oh, I bet he did. I bet he did. He'll kill me for saying that. <laughs> no, I would. Yeah. Ice Bath was 100 grand. She's won 5.2 million in yeah. prize money. Hellbent, you know, I think he got 95 grand here. Yeah. He's now an exciting young stallion. Castle Vecchio won the first millennium across the road. 
Tavio Galetta bought him for 150 grand. You know, he looks like an absolute yeah. bargain. Exciting young stallion. You go through the honor roll that say oh, there's some cool horses here. And Castle Vecchio is one of the best thoroughbreds that you will see. He was a striking colt. Well, in the context of modern Australian racing, he's a pretty rare commodity in a horse, in terms of being a horse that was capable of being high classes, six furlongs, a two-year-old, and ultimately ended up running in races like Cox Blades, Rose Hill Guineas, things like that. I mean, if he hadn't bumped into a you know, freak of a filly from Japan in a Cox Blade, yeah. he, he, he'd be a millennium-winning two-year-old and a Cox Blade-winning yeah. three-year-old, and to do that is extraordinarily rare. I mean, you look at a horse like Piero, he was a fantastic horse, but he couldn't do that. Ocean right. Park was too good for him in a Cox Blade. But so, th these are really good horses, and you know, ultimately, this is where people found them. We're going to have a little bit of fun at the sales in, in Melbourne and and also here. We're trying something a little bit different on, on Giddy Up and with the help of Mailbag Bloodstock. Um, we're going to play a different game. Um, so instead of trying to find our Golden Slipper winner, we're going to try and see if we can turn a horse around, um, buy it at a classic or probably the premier sale in Melbourne, turn it around, maybe a couple. We'll and rule out a classic, G. We're going to do our work. All right, then. And then... And then um, sell it at your ready-for-run sale and then have a big 10 of our owners and just party once we make $200,000, Sebastian. Look, I think you're going to go fine as long as you listen to Jack Dick. Yeah. You know, as long as you <laughs> no. don't stray too far <laughs> off the well-worn path, no. I think you're going to be fine. No, well, we're going to have it, a little it's bit a, it's of an inter You're wearing a very interesting hat this morning. Yes. Like, I think that's going to be an interesting horse come ready to run I'm time. trying my best with Vin yeah, Cox yeah, yeah. to see if they can <laughs> help us out. An interesting horse come ready to he race is. time. He's basically the media manager for Godolphin. I bet, I bet, yeah. I bet. It might serve him well in a few months. Correct. Time, yeah. <laughs> Might get a try and get a bargain with a stern, but this is the perfect example. So I've got to try and read the play earlier. Um, so I should have been. So if we were doing this 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 exercise last year, I would have said, "Oh, let's take a pun on the sterns because I've got a feeling that." We might have a golden mile or an F cabin. So, so you started backslapping already. Yeah. No, no. What I'm, yeah. no, right, what I'm saying, I've got to find my stern this year. So what's the stallion <laughs> that I'm going to try and predict? that it's going to have a pretty good time of it on the track. You see, Jack Dickens will tell you the approach is to be a bit more pragmatic than yeah. that. Play the percentages, trying to identify the horses that have done well. Mm. Uh, I mean, the horse like Too Darn Hot and Blue Point are really interesting because they'll have runners through the European summer. Yeah. So by the time it gets to October next year, you know, they're horses that could have 20, 25 winners in Europe and be spoken of as the next so great stallions point. in yeah. Europe. Yeah. And you know, ultimately, that has the capacity to influence the market down here. So yeah. it's just, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to Johnny play with your mind here, but it's something well, to consider carefully. Johnny O'Neill's already just texted in. Um, he's taking 25% to go. You might be able to get him. I thought you were fully subscribed. What? No, well, that's what I mean. Pete, we're, we're <laughs> oversubscribed now. They're coming from left, right, and centre. Um, the, 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 the maiden bonuses as well. Um, that, they're that's enormous. A, that's, that's an enormous gig. push for, 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 for us. For us, as a, for us as a business, <laughs> like it's real easy to sell the English digital for us now. We've proven ourselves there. But when you're buying yearlings, this is another edge for, for the customer, for the client. Like it's more achievable to oh. get your money back. I think there's been uniform feedback for an extended period of time that people who own racehorses buy racehorses would like the first win for the owners to be as lucrative as it can possibly yeah. be. You know, it's a very competitive sport. I think it's obviously so many people enjoy it. But if you can make that first win for people, you know, a little bit more special in terms of what they earn out and the experience they have, you know, I think it's ultimately a positive thing. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about developing new participants in the sport. And, yeah. you know, maybe we just need to be at least as conscious of the people who are already involved. You know, there are people with genuine interest, and if we can try and service those people... We forget about them sometimes. Well, we? well, you've got to be careful not to take them for granted. You yeah. know, they're, they're the people who've gone and uh, voted with their interest or, you know, 
substantiated their interest by buying a share in a horse. If you can give them as good an experience as you possibly can, yeah. there are people who are more likely to participate again, and it was a significant part of driving our thinking here. And what's your advice then to young syndicators like Jack? So, as he said, he can go out these days and buy a tried horse, like Mitchell Beer and Anthony Mann and his team can go and buy a tried horse and sell it like that on the English online digital sale. But for these younger um, um, bloodstock teams, it's it's harder to go and sell the yearlings, etc. But doing these bonuses like you have with the main and hopefully can help that cause. I think you got to be very conscientious about how you go about it. Yeah. Like you got to know your market. Yeah. Know what suits your market. Know what you're good at. You know, know where your expertise. If your expertise is in form, well, then work on things that help you. Uh, use that effectively. If you're a good judge of a horse, use that to your advantage. You can come to the sales here, particularly sales like this. And every year we look through the results. See, well, it was a cheap horse. So it was yeah. a cheap horse. Why didn't I? Why didn't I buy that? Why didn't yeah. I buy that? But you've got to be very diligent. Do the work. You know, consistently see year after year the people who do well out of these sales are the people who do the work. Yep. You know, they're not in the bar at two thirty on Thursday and Friday afternoon. They're looking at the horses. Mm. You know, they're speaking to their vet. You know, they're discussing with their trainers. They're doing the research. They're trying to manipulate every variable and have it work in their favour. Yep. And ultimately, you find more often than not that those people end up in front and. One of the fantastic things about the digital platform is, you know, it's very cr- it's created a very liquid market to give people an opportunity excited. to trade out. Yeah. yeah that's it, so so obviously a great opportunity for people to buy, but similarly, if if you if you buy a nice horse and your mandate is to try and turn over a profitable or turn over a profit for your investors, well, it creates a fantastic market to trade out. I mean, we've had um, we've had I think three very significant sales of race horses to Hong Kong in the first six, eight weeks of the year with our digital sales this year. Mm. That, that's going to be an ever-growing market because it's a very transparent environment for them to source their stock. And you come here, buy a nice cold, you buy a nice cold for 50, 60, 80, 100 grand, whatever you pay for them. You can win a maiden or if you can win a, if you can win a class one with a horse, it creates an environment you can trade that horse whether it's to Hong Kong or Singapore. It becomes a very profitable exercise because the prize money is fantastic there and they're happy to pay a premium for a nice horse. So, you know, you've you got to have all these variables in your mind when you're trying to make your decisions about what you want to buy. Hey, you won't see us at the bar at 2.30, Sebastian. We'll be... Um, you you work too hard. I'm not yeah. drinking. No, no. Um, he's working. Yeah, he's... he's yeah. He's, he's got the Look, clickers on we today. Have to, we have to absolutely outwork everyone else yeah. to be a hope now, to compete. That's um, the way to play it. Yeah, and that's that's that separates... Um, successful people we, I guess we, the we've one dived all the data on the farms and the sales so the average sale price versus metro winners stakes winners that's the sort of edge we're going to look for at this sale and all that kind of stuff I mean I think another interesting angle that people take is to develop rapports with the vendors you know yeah. get to know yeah. you know the little little one percenters that you can't identify when you're or that you can't identify simply ju- just from looking at the horse standing in front of you you know how does the horse behave you know, as a good eater, all these yeah. little variables mm. that can make a small difference. I think if you take the time to do that investigation, it's uh, it's very rewarding. Can you tell? Give a few secrets away because I know Sebastian loves to use the data, man. Um, some of the, the the results that you've found that I found fascinating, like from a trainer's point of view, who does Ma- McAvoy Mitchell, yeah, elite average purchase price yeah. to prize money and to Metro winners, a low number of unraced, like. I didn't expect to find that. I, we've got buyer information in the last seven years. That's sort of what I've spent from January to today, just diving through, trying to identify an edge. That's why the beard is so long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Guy, Guy Mulcaster does a phenomenal job. Yeah. He's going to help us at this sale because I want help. To, I just want to get us, I'm trying to stack as many edges on top of each other to Absolutely. try and get one to fall our mm. way. Um, yeah. So but being price sensitive 
like I'm gonna try my best here, but I've got no issue if I don't buy one. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably like I underbid. I'm yeah. one of the great underbidders at the moment. But. Well, it's always a lot of fun. So I'm my fellow um, the McAvoy's and guy around, and I should be all right then. Yeah, you put yourself in a pretty good spot. Correct. Yeah, Tony McAvoy had the Millennium winner last year. Mm. Yes. You know they know how to find the winners of these yep. good races at a price. And 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 he bought a two-year-old that won it, uh, or he bought a yearling from here last year that won it. I think it was Packingham last Thursday. Mm. The Grant. Uh, no, V8. And it, it like absolutely didn't, didn't just win. Bolted it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the Grants might be going out. Like, that was the first Grant, but it was it was a pretty handy debut. Well, he was a really good horse. I mean, yeah. Like, he was, a, he was a really, really good horse. He's got an outcross pedigree, so he covers all those downhill line mares, puts a bit of speed in. And he's a he's an interesting horse to be a big chance and then with the farm Brut- with Brutal big money. a big chance on the back of that. You yep. know, you'd look at Brutal slightly differently. But I found that I've got the right hat on, it sounds like anyway, Sebastian. Yeah, we, we like that horse. Yeah. An interesting horse, yeah. Good on you, mate. Appreciate Thanks your time. Chance. It's gonna be a lot of fun over the next couple of days. We're gonna learn a little bit, take people on a journey, hopefully buy um, our horse that will be sold to Hong Kong at the ready for run sales that we turn around and uh, I just can't wait just to prove people. There's a bit of a glint in your eye about this. It's not very excited. It's it's we can actually achieve something. It's Um, a big adventure. It is, and we're going to cross our fingers that the luck goes our way. But we're looking forward to the journey because I think people don't understand this side of the breeding game. It's a different ball game, but you can have as much fun as trying to race a horse, and you can still enjoy the journey. Yeah. All right. Um, you you got you got to be in it to win it. Yes, what they say? that's what you got to. That's what you got to do. Thanks, mate. Thanks, appreciate, Chance, your time. appreciate it. Have a good day. There's Sebastian Hutch, of course, the managing director of Inglis, and we'll be catching up with um, Sebastian throughout the next three to four days. There's Graham Begg. He's a star. He's flying at the moment. Strike rate. Um, might have to pick his brain a little later on. We'll take a break, and Dean Watling will be joining us straight after this. Greg Oden.